would you look at that? Another episode of the PSVR podcast. Oh, darn it. These kids just don't know when to stop. <laughs> I'm here. I'm Brian Garthoff. I'm Matt Hazlett. You're Matt Hazlett. We're going to talk about the PlayStation VR demo disc today that comes with PlayStation VR. And I'm also going to finish up with a little synopsis of Arkham VR, the Batman VR experience. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Now, I'm not sure, and I wasn't able to find super definitive evidence of this, but uh, on the demo disc itself, we did not play everything, so this will be like a part one. But Hustle Kings, Super Hypercube, and Bound, they only have a buy option when I click on them. I see people online talking about they play the demo, but I'm not sure if they did it on a different platform or what. I don't think it's just my demo disc acting up, and I saw someone suggest that they were just ads on the demo disc itself, which I kind of hope isn't true, but I guess I'd understand if it was. Either way, I have not been able to play those three games. They are just not playable on my disc for some reason. Maybe if you, uh, like, deleted it and reinstalled it or something. I don't something think so. Like I'm, not, I'm definitely not the only one having this occur, so... They, They'll patch know, the demo. They have <laughs> already patched the demo, so I'm wondering if, if that will come. Let me... Let me look at the update history for this demo disc. Oh, bug fixes is all such detailed update. But yeah, so we haven't played those three. There's a couple other ones I wanted to uh, list off just that we haven't played yet. I didn't play the VR Worlds demo because I own the game, so we'll talk about that on, on a later date. I haven't played Alumet. That's free app, though. And I think that's more of like an interactive thing. You don't actually play that. I didn't play Nog, Wayward Sky, or Harmonix Music VR. Everything else we're going to talk about today. and uh, And basically that's it. So... If you're waiting out on those, uh, future episode, I will try everything I can get my hands on. It's just a matter of time. But in the meantime, let's talk about the stuff we did play. And I'm going to start with... Uh, why don't you start with the Kitchen Demo, since we both played that. Okay. Yeah, the Kitchen Demo was the first thing I tried. Oh, also, we're going to be grading everything. Okay. So we'll grade all these experiences on a American... Scale. A through F. Okay. Whatever American, that's called. American educational system scale. Akron Public School Or at scale. least the way it was when we were in school. They might have changed it to um, hashtags circles and, and tweets or something by yeah, now. Hashtags and retweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kitchen was the first thing that I played. Um, so besides Battlezone, which I tried at Best Buy mm-hmm. a couple months ago, it's my first experience with PlayStation VR. I immediately, as soon as I um, started it up, I was impressed just um, at the menu screen. Because the menu screen itself is you're in the kitchen. Yeah. And then you can, it has the tri- camera on the tripod, and then you can select start game. But I, I immediately just started looking around and was uh, really struck by the sense of presence that it gives mm-hmm. and how much I felt like. Um, like it was a real place. Yeah. Even though it looked cartoony because it's a video game graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, it still felt real, and that that leads me to the interaction that you have with the characters in that mm-hmm. felt to me this again the sense of presence that they give you. It felt almost like I was watching live actors in front of me, like I was at some kind of weird dinner theater or mm-hmm. something. You know, because the guy gets up off the floor and comes over to you and starts talking to you. And it, it, I felt like I was at like one of those gimmicky restaurants in New York or something where the waitresses are like actors or you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, felt like it's like something like that. Like role playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like um, maybe like a murder mystery dinner thing mm-hmm. kind of kind of vibe, which was cool because even though the IQ, the the image quality is not um, not the best, you know, it's a little blurry. But as soon as you start interacting with characters, you forget about that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, see, yeah, I just couldn't shake that vibe that I was watching real people. Um, or just that the way the voice acting and the animation and the art direction all combine to make you feel like that character is real is uh, a lot more apparent than it is when you're playing something on a TV screen. To me, mm-hmm. I, I just was amazed at the 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 art that went into it, and I just it really felt like an actor was like going off stage briefly, you know, and then she reappears behind you. But before that happens, you hear like uh, you can hear her behind you. Yeah, and I really didn't want to turn around. I don't. There's something because games don't really scare me. Um, scary games stress me out, mm-hmm. which I think which they're supposed to, but they don't. I wouldn't say they scare me. Um, and movies definitely don't scare me. And I wouldn't say that this scared me either, but I definitely felt more of, like, on the edge of a fight-or-flight response. Yeah, more vulnerable. W- yeah, with that in my face. The, the same way, like, when, you're, when you go to a haunted house attraction, and it's not really scary because you know they can't touch you, mm-hmm. but it still, like, gives you that on-edge feeling. It felt a lot like that, uh, especially when she's up in your face with the knife. And like you're like, oh, well, it's a game, so I know that there's nothing here. But, but yeah, that demo was really cool, and it, if anything, it made me a lot more excited for Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. um, to try that in VR. Because that, though, there's so many of those kind of games now: first-person horror, cat and mouse. Like, I think I feel like I can only take one of those a year. Yeah, because they're so stressful. Like I'm playing through Alien Isolation right now, and after that's done, I don't feel like playing anything like that till. Maybe Outlast 2. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to have to pl- uh, um, get VR and play Resident Evil 7 that way. That makes me way more excited about it than just... Because pl- it kind of felt like they were aping everybody else's game design for the past three years of, of horror games with that. But the VR thing adds a whole other aspect to it that really heightens the tension. And that demo is, what, two minutes long, if that? Maybe. Yeah, it was really short, but it, but it leaves an impression. My thoughts on it are basically the same. You know, I was I was really into it. Definitely does like I did peer around and turn all the way around when I was looking for her and stuff. And the 3D audio lends itself greatly to that horror style uh, of game for making you feel like someone's there. There were a couple little wacky things like when you turn and you can see your shoulder and you're like heads like way off like my head would be like oh yeah completely on the left side of my body or I'm looking down at my arms and like it, your arms are bound together yeah but it, for where I was looking it was the dual shock I was holding was where the arms are mm-hmm. in VR so move it just feels weird to look at arms moving and it's really just you're moving the controller yeah or when I look down at my legs I'm like Oh, these legs are really skinny <laughs> these like little bony legs <laughs> what's going on yeah, well, what would you uh, give that kitchen on your report card? So you're the teacher, the kitchen is a student. What's he getting? I'll class? give kitchen an A for, oh. what, for for what it is. Yeah, you know, it, it's not a game. It's a, it's a two minute uh, tech demo. Yeah, um, but it totally sold me on 
playing Resident Evil 7 in VR, which before I played that, I was mostly... Um, not that I wasn't going to play it, but I wasn't really too excited about it. Mm-hmm. Or overly... I mean, I'm excited for it, but I wasn't... Um, just it wasn't a highly anticipated title for yeah. me. Now something that didn't occur to me until just now, but the Resident Evil Seven demo is down. It's on the PlayStation Store, right? Yeah, and I think they added VR support. Yeah, to that. so I think we we should try that. Yeah, um, that'd be next cool. time we have a session mm-hmm. and, and to check that out. Uh, next, I will go ahead to one I played, and it is Drive Club VR. Now I was thinking about buying Drive Club VR. But I was very leery to buy any game before I tried them, and I thought, well, I'm going to get this demo. Wait, is, is Drive Club VR, is it the whole game Drive Club in VR? N- no, I don't think so. I don't know because I didn't play Drive yeah. Club. Um, it's a, like a portion of the maps or something? I don't, and you know, I'm not the one to ask. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you that much. That's fine. Um, it's but, not like we're the PlayStation VR podcast or anything? Well, we are. <laughs> in fact, PlayStation VR podcast. But I don't believe it is the full game in VR. I believe it is a new VR chunk of stuff. Uh, but a substantial okay. chunk of stuff, enough to make its own game. Uh, I know the people who own the season pass to the original game gave this game for 20 bucks, and it's 40 bucks for everybody else. Um, but the demo had a time trial and a race, and I did the time trial. I didn't really... You know, I saw some stuff that that people were getting motion sick. I didn't feel any of that, but it didn't really give me a good sense of like anything in the game. After you did one lap in the time trial, like uh, your ghost would appear. So I would like be chasing my ghost, and then like at one point I wrecked, so I got to watch myself wreck, and then like sped past it. And then I was like, there was a cool point just for like the virtual reality, like neat factor. I looked. I leaned and looked in the rearview mirror of the car I was in to see when my ghost would come back, and then my ghost came in and then passed me up, and then I took off again. <laughs> and I thought I was like, "Oh, that's cool that I just did that." Yeah. But like outside of that, it was not very fun. I mean, it just seemed like a super basic racer. Some stuff in VR, like that. It's it's kind of fair to say whatever game you're playing, you might have to get in focus a little bit. I could not get stuff in Drive Club. Like, certain things would be in focus, but it left me feeling like a lot of that game is blurry to the point where you're just... It's not legible. And it's not, like, main text or anything, but, like, it's the odometer when you lean in. Like, you might be able to see the big, bold font, but you can't actually see the little markings around the needle and stuff like that. That kind of bothered me. And, you know, as much as the game... I wouldn't say the game looked bad, but it was probably one of the least visually impressive games I've tried on a demo. So I would give that demo a D. I'm not a racing guy though, so don't take my word for it. Try the demo yourself if you have PlayStation VR. But it just did not seem to be that fun. Not that bad either. It just seemed like it almost reminded me of like an arcade where you sat in a car and like played the game. It's like, oh that was fun to do that time when you I'm were here, at the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you would never want that in your house. While you're waiting for your mom to pick you up and you have a couple quarters. Yeah, yeah. So, just uh, just didn't really do it for me there. Um, next, why don't you uh, take one out of the caboodle here. Well, let's see here. I'll go with... Save this one for last. I'll go with Res, then. Res um, Infinite. Res Infinite. 
Yeah, Res is has always been a sweet game. Was it Dreamcast PS2 game? I never played it until now. Okay. Um, Res has always been really cool, but Res in VR is super super cool. It works really well. It feels good. It. I think there was a few points between that and Thumper. Both there was points where I just laughed out loud at how cool yeah. it was. Yeah, it, it's Res. It's Res in VR. There's. Um, it's just so for those of you who've never tried Res, it's sort of like this visual overload. And again, it's one of those things that doesn't really play when I'm watching the videos online. I'm like, okay, so this is getting nines and stuff. Like, what? Oh, what's so special about this game until you're actually in there and you're seeing like sort of like these weird vector graphics and stuff that like everything is sort of visually or like. I don't know. Uh, the audio is is always like popping off in a certain way. It really places you in the environment, and I thought it was really really cool. It was really really short, though. Mm-hmm. Also, the demo was about like four minutes. It felt like yeah. And um, I thought it was awesome, though. Um, as someone who had never experienced Res, you kind of look around, target everything, and you can shoot. And you you hold a button while you're targeting everything. You max out your targets. You release it to shoot everything. Seems like a game I would you know very be very easy to pick up and play for just about anyone. Um, which yeah, is I something I worry about when I hear rhythm in a game title because I'm not good at uh, music based games stuff like that. I feel like Res in VR is even easier than regular Res mm-hmm. because you can use your head to aim. Yeah, it's a lot easier to aim with your head than it is with a uh, analog stick. Yeah. So I, I think the the VR aspect makes it uh, even more accessible. Yeah, I, I, I wish uh, my only thing with the demos, I wish it was longer. Sure, was but longer. Uh, I mean that's the hallmark of a good game. I yes, guess. true. I'd give Res demo an A. I would also give that an A. Uh, I think it made me want to play more of it, sure. and uh, it seems pretty damn cool. Um, then let's see. I will go to. Tumble VR. Now, Tumble VR uh, is a game I mentioned on the last podcast. It's a game where you're sort of like stacking up stuff, and I totally failed to see the appeal in any of that prior to trying it. That's the one where like you can have one person who has like a fan trying to blow the stuff you're stacking off, right? Mm. You, you like stack things? Yeah. Right? You could play two player where one person with a controller on the TV can, oh, play, okay. can like control like a fan to try to knock off your stuff. Oh, alright. I was not aware of that. Yeah, but it's, it's sort of just like this block stacking thing. Um, I know there's it's more than that. Like, there's puzzles where you're trying to keep everything a certain level I saw in the trailer. But it's mostly object manipulation. Which didn't seem that cool to me. And then when I tried it, it was actually reaching out and touching stuff. I sort of got why this would exist. Why it's kind of special and why it's like a good thing for people who are just now Getting into VR, check out. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was cool. I could see myself maybe playing more of it. I wish the demo had done a little bit more to entice me, though. It definitely would not be at the top of my list. But I- I'd say that demo, it's like a B. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. We're trying out. And something, I, like I said, I would definitely consider... Uh, I definitely want to know more about the game yeah. going forward. So it has you curious to uh, what the extent of the game actually yeah. is. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that's so good. B, maybe B minus, because I still have so many questions. Sure. You know. And then you. I'll what would go you like with, to take from this batch here? I'll bring up that Riggs there. Oh, okay. Riggs right at the tapper. Yeah, Riggs, similar to what you're saying about Thumper, gave me the thing where the demo was too short for, for me to want to play more of it. 
I guess. Um, yeah, the rigs demo is weird. It's weird because it it what they should have done is let you play a full match of the game because by the time you get to the second half is when you're like, oh, this is how the game works. Yeah. Um, but instead, the way the demo is structured, by the time you get to the second half and you're like, oh, the half ends, you're like, okay, I kind of get, get the hang of this now. And then the demo's over and it tells mm-hmm. you if you want to play two rounds to go buy the thing. Um, uh, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause, yeah, but, yeah, they also didn't really give you a good tutorial. They kind of spit a lot at you in the loading screen. It was an information dump, right? Yeah. They're, they're like... Alright, this is rigged. You can do this, this, and this. There's these three modes. If you press these buttons, you can do this, this, and this. But you really, your, your objective is to do this, and you have to work with so and so to get this. And and then they're like, alright, go. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what does Square do? <laughs> and, and so by the time you kind of figure it all out for yourself, because and it gives you like the the controller prompts, or it shows you like the controller and what the buttons all do, but only for like four seconds, and then it's yeah. off the screen. Uh, I just thought they did a real bad job at describing how you play that game um, so I wasn't really sure what the heck I was supposed to be doing in, until maybe five seconds before the demo ended where yeah. I was like oh cool if I move like this this is what and then it's like thank you for playing Rick yeah it was like it was like you'll have a chance to do this in the second half and then then the demo ends yeah, yeah you it's, don't it's, get any second half yeah, yeah it, it's weird how they word it too like it comes up and it's like all right don't feel too bad if you didn't do it so hot that time because the second half is coming up yeah and then it's like okay cool and then it like sits on that screen for a minute you're like all right so now we're gonna play the second half and it's like oh yeah it's coming up if you buy it bye <laughs> yeah and it just auto quits you back out yeah it just boots yeah. you the main menu <laughs> so i had almost the exact same experience with rigs you know i was kind of coming to grips with it towards the end of the demo um, and I really would say, like, I have no... I, I have to play it again. Because I have no good idea, and I hope I can get my bearings, like, right away. Because right, I, I can't tell how that game actually plays totally. That's not a good demo, though, where you where it hard quits you to the main menu. Yeah. And you have to start it again to even get a grasp on what... I think you probably have to play that demo three or four times yeah. to really understand any intricacies of that game. Which sucks, because it's a game I'm uh, pretty interested in, and uh, it seems to be doing well uh, in certain rounds. So I uh, I have to try it again. And it's not a reflection of the game itself, but I would give this demo, like, a D. I'd give this demo a D as well. And for all... I only played the demo once, so I don't really know what the game's like, because the demo sucks. But it's way too short. There's no like tutorial base. Sure, and it seems know. really cool. For all I know, the game could be a ten out of ten yeah. winner. But the demo is it's, per- it's pretty poopy. It does a bad job of translating. It. Yeah, it, it it really. I think they missed the mark there, and, and it almost makes me not care about rigs in a strange way, where I, I'm much more inclined to want to try something else rather than um, play the rigs demo again and still not grasp it and then get hard-booted to the main menu. Yeah, I mean, I will probably at least two more times before anything else because I do want to check out that game. Um, that's my only way of doing it. So. I think a, a better way to have done that would be let you play a full match like just on one map or whatever, the, the tutorial map, and then um, when the match is over, it should give you an option to retry. Not yep. just hard boot you. Plus, it's not like there is a time limit for these demos because there are some other ones that I thought went way longer uh, than they should have. Especially yeah. explaining the rules like Thumper. The Thumper demo is pretty long. It's a whole like thirteen sections of a. It's a whole like level. Yeah, or, or like tumble is actually game. what I meant to say. Which they spend a lot of times like, hey, look to the left. 
hey, look to the right. It's like, okay, do I really have to do this? Whereas Riggs is like the exact opposite. It's like, hey, here's a learning curve. You want to know about it? All right, here you go. Here's three minutes, and it's over. Hope you liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I, yeah, I think the super steep learning curve just really works against that game's demo. It's counterintuitive to make a game with a steep learning curve have a really short demo. Yeah. Like, so, who knows? Next up, uh, I will start off with Headmaster. Now, Headmaster is a game where you are headbutting soccer balls, and uh, you seem to be in, like, some weird encampment where, like, a robot or some type of commentator is talking to you, but you're basically heading soccer balls into a net and hitting, like, little points, bonus point, like, spots for extra score. Towards the end of the demo... It gets really interesting because they start dropping, like, explosive bonuses and balls that you could play. And then right at the end, they show you this awesome, like, set of stuff that could all be blown up or targeted. And I was so happy to try it, and they hard quit the demo. What's up with all these demos hard quitting? Uh, I don't know. I guess they think that's going to sell you it. But um, it seemed like an actually, like, alright game. Uh, I was, like, one-starring most stuff, so I wasn't super good at it. I don't know if I would actually be good at playing the game itself. But it, it was fun to check out and try. I wish it had moved at a little bit faster pace, and I also wish it didn't just end after showing me the coolest thing. Like, you could have let me play around with that for, like, two more minutes. It doesn't mean I'm not going to buy your game, you sure. know. So, especially if that cool thing really is a bunch of fun, and you know that there's way more of that in store for you if you buy it. Yeah, so I'll give that a B-, minus. Okay. just because it did show me that, like, hey, this is a potentially cool game that I totally wouldn't have been interested otherwise playing it. But, yeah, for ending on that sour note, yeah. you really screwed it. <laughs> like, like that's a common theme in, the, in these demos. Well, for now, we, we, I'm saving some of the best for last. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let me talk about this piece of work right here. I played the Here They Lied demo, mm-hmm. which is the only thing I played that made me sick. It made me very sick. In less than two minutes, where I just, I, I realized I was getting a little nauseous and tried to push on after about a minute, and then around the two minute mark, I just took the headset off and I think I said, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah, even saying you played the demos a stretch, because you really, like... I didn't, I, I didn't get anywhere. I don't no. even know what that game's like, really. I walked down two hallways and I was done. Um, that game is really weird because they, it's like a walking simulator type thing where you have a flashlight, so you control your character with the left stick, mm-hmm. but then you control the... The right stick is your head. And I think the way they tried to solve that keeping you from getting motion sick was that they make your walk speed very, very slow. But that just makes it frustrating, because since your walk speed is slow, when you turn your head to turn, you also turn very slowly. Mm-hmm. So... To mitigate that problem, they let you use the right stick to move the camera, but so in an effort to keep you from getting sick, which didn't work. Um, instead of the camera moving when you turn the right stick, it kind of teleports um, 90 degrees or so. Yeah. So every if you move the right stick left, your view will be teleported 90 degrees to the left, so that you can so it's so you can turn faster, so that you're not stuck holding your head to the right and waiting for your character to slowly turn. Which, in theory, sounds like a good idea, but in practice, gives me a migraine almost immediately. Couldn't tell where I was supposed to be going, and then I, I got to a point in it where you kind of, like, 
it's like you're walking up the wall yeah. or something. But then I don't think that's the way I was supposed to be no, going. No, I think that was a dead end. Right, but it let me... The, the floor was curved upwards, and it let me walk up the wall. And at that point, I couldn't do it anymore. But I, I was already getting nauseous before that. Um, that sucks, because that game might be really cool. And it's totally the, the kind of vibe of a game I would like. Mm-hmm. But I have no interest in ever even attempting that again. Um, it, it gave me a nauseous feeling that lasted for an hour or two afterwards, after, after just two minutes with it. So if you're listening to this and you're about to get a VR headset or have one and are thinking about that game, keep in mind, try to find somewhere you can try that out before you spend any money on it mm-hmm. or pr- try the demo because it made me really sick and nothing else has made me sick but that... That thing's a piece of work, and I, I, I don't recommend anybody play it if it makes you feel the way it makes so you feel. So does this, does this qualify for a grade, or should we say incomplete? No, I say it gets an F because it yeah. made me sick. Yeah, there should be some kind of warning that it might make you sick at the beginning because it was pretty extreme. It wasn't, it wasn't a mild feeling of nausea. It was like, okay, I don't even want to play any VR again for the rest of the day, <laughs> no matter what. I am going to try it at some point. I'm obviously putting it off to the last <laughs> right now. But yeah, I do and want to. It try might not that. make you sick, but you're, you're not the first person to say they've gotten really sick. In fact, out of all the press coverage I've seen, three out of four sick. So yeah, I believe one uh, journalist called it uh, a torture device and a sick box. Yes, um, and I, I would agree with that. I I think it's just some somewhere along the line of figuring out the the controls for movement in that game. There was a hiccup. And they couldn't get past a certain hump, I feel like. And uh, we got what what they gave us, yeah. I suppose. Uh, okay, next up. Very quickly within, I forgot to mention this at the top as a video app. I tried it, but like I was so anxious to play more games that I didn't try for very long. So I tried it and started one that was about like some like some Caribbean island or something. And it was cool being able to look around in 360 video. I think it worked at it's advertised. I'm just going to try the real app instead of going back to the demo um, again. So I'll have juries out on Within's incomplete for now. It seemed to work, you know, fine, though. I was just ants in the pants to get back to playing games, so I didn't really sure. give it much time. Um, EVE Online. So... Not EVE Online. EVE Valkyrie. EVE Valkyrie. Yeah. Which is a spin-off. Of Eve Online. Yeah, the spin-off game to Eve Online. I originally tried it Best Buy. I tried the demo, which is basically one of the opening missions um, that you can play in the single player. And then I actually played like an hour and a half of the game uh, itself because I have that game. So I'm just going to talk about all that in one nutshell. Um, the story stuff seems kind of dumb. There's a lot of like, oh, that was the first time you died. I remember, because that was before the first time I died. Oh my god. But now we're back, and I use this memory to recreate your existence. So now, it's, it's some anime BS, is what you're saying. I don't really know. All I know is I was not interested in the story of that game. But it, it was not like unenjoyable to play the story stuff. It seems like, from what I hear, it's rather short. Online, however... I played the three matches, it uh, asks you to qualify for more game modes, so I just played the deathmatch at first, then more game modes open up. Um, I will say that, like, 
it's cool. It works exactly how you'd expect it to and exactly how it should, uh, basically. Looks good. I enjoy the, like, cockpit dogfighting stuff. I think that it is... Well, it's probably one of very few online games that are available at launch and will probably have a community. I know that there's some microtransaction stuff that is a little unsavory in it uh, because you can definitely get some pay-to-win vibes okay, from yeah. from the amount of stuff that's in there. But at the same time, I'm not sure that matters when I'm just literally looking at it as a like enjoyable pilot fighting experience uh, in virtual reality, which it is. Occasionally, I would get a weird sensation from changing directions either too quickly or maybe moving too abruptly in certain ways. I never felt sick, though. It does feel like a game I would spend a shorter amount of time playing rather than a longer amount of time. And some of the menus, I'm not sure if it was just from my setup, but I was having trouble like accessing certain options on the menu, so I don't know if that's something on their side, something that I wasn't doing while on my side with like my camera and setup. So, uh, jury's out. I would give it a uh, B+, because what I did play I thought was cool. Uh, I didn't die in any of the three matches that I played, too, which also, you know, I'll, I'll definitely feel favorably about any game where I don't die in and get kills in. Yeah, um, yeah that's a, I mean, that's a real easy way to, to make somebody like your game. Yeah, but, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it uh, was against a computer or anything. This was the full game I was playing, sure. so... Um, I, I just played the demo uh, against AI, and that, that's another one of those demos where... It shows you the controller prompts, or what the button configuration is, for a good two and a half seconds, and then mm. it throws you into it, and by the time you kind of get a grab, grip on it, the demo ends. Uh, when did you play the demo? Here. I played the Eve Valkyrie demo. Where was I? In the bathroom? I don't know. I definitely played it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Uh, the demo's really short. It's like it's like a three-minute demo. Yeah, I played it at Best Buy, so I remember um, it being pretty short. Yeah, yeah and they... That tutorial is kind of crap, and uh, the demo gets a like a C from me. But uh, okay, but the game seems cool. Yeah, based on my first hour, I'd say it's cool. If you're super anti microtransaction stuff, that stuff's all over this game. So there you have that. What I like about it is this. Is another one of the things I like about Battlezone is that you're in a cockpit, and I like looking around the cockpit mm-hmm. itself, like, even more well, than looking out into the game world. You know, speaking of uh, Battlezone, why don't you tell me about Battlezone? Okay, well, it's been a couple months since I played Battlezone. Mm-hmm. That was what I uh, played with the, when I demoed PSVR before release. And th- actually, this is the only one that I had any sort of glitch in. Um, when the, the lady set it up for me and started it, and I w- it gives you, like, there's a little tutorial at the beginning, kind of, and then when it got into where I could shoot, mm-hmm. my reticle disappeared. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I couldn't get the reticle. You had to back. reset it. She had to re- reset the demo and start it again. At which point, it was really cool. And, um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit on our, our main podcast. Um, but the, the one thing that I took away from playing that demo that really struck me was... So you're in a cockpit and you're driving a tank... Mm-hmm. And there's all these screens like on the floor around you that have things written on them. There's yeah. text on them, and I caught myself 
doing like how you would if you're trying to read something while you're driving an actual car, uh-huh. where you glance down for a second and read a couple words, and then you look back up at the road, then you glance down again, read the rest of the sentence, and look back up at the road. And I found myself doing that as I was driving this tank until I realized that it was... I mean, I knew it was a game, but I was fight the whole time fighting against the instinct to not take my eyes off the road <laughs> like like it was a real car. And then as, as it dawned on me that I was doing this and I was like, oh, wait, I can actually just look down. I don't even have to look at where I'm going because it's a video game. And so I looked down and started reading all the things. It felt super weird to not have my eyes on the road and be completely paying attention to something else. Like I was going to crash and hurt myself, maybe. So it's cool that VR can give you that um, activate basic like instincts that you use in your everyday life, e- even though it's just a video game. Well, maybe you shouldn't be reading while you're driving in your everyday life. You know what? Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. If you want to read The Great Gatsby or The Grapes of Wrath, those are long, long books. So you got to use all your time wisely. Mm-hmm. When you're on the road, or wow. if you're reading on the road, the book. <laughs> uh, what would you give that demo for Battlezone? Um, I give give that one a, a solid B. A B? Yeah, it'd be an A, but uh, it glitched out and I had to restart it. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're driving uh, close to the end here. We got three more to cover. I will talk about Job Simulator. Now, I own Job Simulator, so I didn't play the demo because that would be stupid. I just played the game. And I started off in the office portion. This is the one that uh, I did have to set my camera up differently and move uh, the area that I normally play in to the side where I could stand and have enough room. So. Beware if you're super tight on space uh, with some of these titles. Job Simulator does seem to require more space than all of the other games that I've played. Because that's one of the like flagship titles for like Vive mm-hmm. and stuff too. So they're like um, paring down the room scale for PSVR kind of thing. Yeah, like the Vive version has more space to work with because because it's room scale. But um, so yeah, you probably need more room just because the origins of that game are in. The, the PC headsets. That could be it. I mean, also, there's stuff all around you, and it's also the only game that I needed to stand in. I played everything else sitting down. Um, but it was cool. I played the office uh, worker thing, and I did probably, like, 15 to 20, like, tasks uh, that they shoot out. There's, like, a little thing, like, a card that pops up. You take the card, and then you're given some task to do, and you can kind of just screw around with stuff or do the task. Did you puke? Uh, no, not at all. I did not feel sick. No, I mean, in the game, you can. I think you can, like, eat a bad donut or something, and it makes your character... Oh, okay. Puke. Oh, yeah, there were donuts in the trash. Yeah, you can eat the trash donuts. Oh, okay, I was it throwing them in people's faces. <laughs> if you eat them, it makes you puke. Oh, all right. Um, I know to exit the level, you eat a burrito. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you exit, like... And you hold down the button, and it drops a box, and you open up the box and pull a burrito out and eat it. And the burrito has exit written on the outside of it. An exit burrito. Yes. I like that. There's a copy machine you could stick stuff in, and, like, it just clones whatever you put in. So you could put a stapler in it, like I saw in the trailer, and, like, dual-wheeled staplers and fire staples all over the office and stuff like that. It was a fun game to screw around in. Uh, I did get a little bit too much, like, neck craning after a while. I actually got tired playing it. Yeah, it definitely seems like a game where I'm, I'd be more active 
uh, screwing around with it. Um, it seems like really, really fun. I, I think I'm going to enjoy the crap out of that game. So based on the first, I guess, half hour, 45 minutes I play, I give Job Simulator a minus. And only a minus because some of the setup stuff was not clear from get-go. I was actually worried I wasn't going to be able to play it. I know when you were over here, we didn't play it because... We had a limited amount of time, and I didn't want to spend it all screwing around with sure, camera and yeah. stuff. But also, there's a thing where you can like adjust the floor, and I wasn't sure because I'm so tall whether I should bring everything up or what. And I I did have some issues where my hand would like not go exactly where it should, but I think that was based on like the settings for that game. So I think it just a little more clarity in the instructions, everything would have gone smooth. Uh, but an A-minus regardless, because I thought that was really, really fun. That brings us to... Let's do Thumper next. Alright, Thumper. Thumper is a game I was really excited about. Um, it's a team of two people founded the studio. Drool, I think they're called. Okay. And one of the two people is the bass player from a band called Lightning Bolt, who I'm a big fan of. Uh-huh. And I had no idea that he is a game developer at Harmonix. Okay. Somehow, and that, like, Lightning Bolt's a pretty famous band. Like, it's a math rock duo, bass and drums, but it's, like, weird, noisy, like, thrashy, like, really cool. They're, like, uh, it's, like, like almost, like, math metal kind of noise rock thing. But they're awesome. I've been a, bit, I've been a fan of Lightning Bolt for, like, ten years, so I had no idea that, I guess, it is day job is that he works at harmonics that's cool <laughs> um, must balance his time well straight yeah it's just weird to think somebody who's a, a in a rock band it's put out like 10 albums and tours every year um works at a video game development company but regardless uh this is his game i think they've been working on it for like it's been in the making for like seven years or something okay um thumper they describe it as rhythm violence yeah you're a little beetle on a track you're a beetle on a psychedelic highway of pain and misery. Yeah, and there's some dark oppressive music playing. Sorry, oh. that, that's my phone. Yes. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah, I, I like the soundtrack a lot and um, well, since, I, since I watched you play it, so I, and I've seen videos of what it's like on the TV, um, the thing about the VR is that I think you can see further in front of you yeah, totally. where the track's coming, so you actually have a little bit of an advantage playing that game in VR. Uh, well... What I understand is that a lot of the capture footage, I think, was brought from VR. Because when I looked at another video that I saw today, I saw the whole landscape and they were playing it not in VR. So I think some of the coverage is a little shaken up because you don't get on the like social screen, which is what shows on the TV. Oh, it doesn't show you the You don't get the image. full thing. Because like, while you were playing it, I couldn't see the boss. At the end of the demo. Because I was looking down too much, probably. Well, when you were playing it, I could see the boss. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it, either way, like, the videos that I saw online did not sell me on this game. And when I put it on, I thought I was seeing a hell of a lot more. And it's way cooler. Just watching videos of that game doesn't really do a good job of telling you what the game is or how it works. But it actually, you actually, you grasp it pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, when in practice when you're playing. So... It's one of those games where you really have to play it and hear it and experience it to even know remotely what it, what it is. All the words in the world can't give you the, the feeling that that game gives you. I've heard it compared, and I'm going to steal this from someone else, uh, to Hotline Miami, uh, where it's the first game that's like 
man, the music and the style of that game like totally get me into it. Yeah, uh, like none other. Definitely. So I, I definitely think that game's like dripping with style and, and stuff. It's and a like really unique vibe to it. Just mm-hmm. the, the aesthetic combined with the soundtrack is just like I don't. It, it's uh, really good at invoking and like an oppressive emotion. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, pro- probably, I would say that's the thing I'm most excited to like play a full experience of in VR. Yeah, my only stuffer. concern is I've seen some of the later levels and I'm not good at rhythm games and I'm yeah. worried that I might, you know, reach an obstacle that I cannot surpass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I beat the demo and I didn't think I would be able to do that. So, uh, And I've also heard that some of the stuff just affects the score. Doesn't it actually, uh, like harm your little beetle character that you have so right so unless you're going for all s ranks it's yeah too big it's too big of a uh, what would you grade that thumper a plus a plus i would give it an a plus that well. i was already um looking forward to that game as soon as i found out um who made it and i it's all the press i had heard about it made it sounded like it was right up my alley but that sold me on it completely playing playing that in vr mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm probably even gonna buy the regular version to play just because it's Cool. Okay, and last but not least, Until Dawn, A Rush of Blood. This was the first thing I popped in. I really liked the original Until Dawn. I was kind of bummed. This does not have a whole lot to do with it at all, and that it's like an on-rail shooter, completely different game. Seemed like they were kind of maybe milking the license for some sales. But I gotta say, I put that demo in, I played it, and I had a blast. And I'm thinking about getting it now. So it did a really good job of uh, showing me, you know, what, you know, that game is. I think it's more like, you know, sort of like a haunted house meets, uh, what was that game? House of the Dead. Yep. A little light gun shooter. And I, I, I just thought it was cool. Not only, like, the horror stuff. The horror stuff didn't really, like, scare me or anything. But yeah. it was uh, unique and different. And some of the... The scenery and stuff you're doing, I thought was just cool. Whereas seeing it online before, I maybe didn't understand why that would be, I don't know, special or maybe anything other than corny. But when you're actually playing it, I thought it was a, like the funnest shooting gallery slash roller coaster thing with little traps here and there. I thought that was a really fun little demo. I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I might end up checking that one out. I would give that one an A for completely turning me around. Me on, too. Uh, on Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Uh, yeah, um, that demo was really cool because it has like three distinct areas to it. Mm-hmm. This gives you a little bit of the flavor of the game. And, and I had a, a point towards the end of the demo where it all, where it all clicked with me. Where um, There's a point at the end of the demo where it sends a bunch of enemies running at you yeah. in sequence. And I'm shooting them one at a time. And then I realized that I could shoot both guns at the same time. Yeah. Or I guess I knew that, but I wasn't putting it into practice. And then I started blasting two clowns at a time with the shotguns and then just flipping my wrist back to reload it after each shot. Mm-hmm. And that was super satisfying. I- I'm excited to play more of that, too. But that blew me away a lot. Because Until Dawn is great. Yeah. One of my games of the year that year, but... as soon as we started hearing about this on-rail shooter, I immediately gave no craps about it. Yeah. And now I, uh... Back to seeing why it could be cool, and... Yeah, now, it, I mean, Rush of Blood, uh, Rez, and Thumper were my favorite things so far, so... Yeah, I'd say, uh, Rush of Blood, uh, Job Simulator, Thumper, Rez, those were 
some of my top experiences. We had Kitchen that we gave an A to overall. Yeah, um, only a couple of demos we didn't like, and, and the rigs thing mostly just because it was too short. Yeah, um, the demos we didn't like mostly weren't because they were bad games. It was because they were bad demos of games that we don't know if are bad or not. Yeah, so that is that for the PlayStation VR demo disc. Uh, Except for Here They Lie, which is a terrible thing to do to a person. It could be. I'll, I will give you my You'll be the ruling on that. The voice of reason, maybe. Oh. Or perhaps a voice of uh, confirmation of my own. Could be. Could be. Uh, now, last but not least, I'm going to get to Batman Arkham VR. They said uh, prior to release this game, you could do everything in about two and a half hours. But to do the main meat of the game, like the story stuff, it takes like an hour. Okay. Maybe slightly under an hour. I'm not the best gauge of time for when like games don't record how much time you spent. But it was a really cool hour. And it, an hour in VR is a pretty long time to be in VR. Yeah, it's an appropriate amount of time to be in VR. Um, I uh, Yeah, you start off and you're kind of, you know, Bruce Wayne. I'm not going to get into any spoilers. Wait, before you stuff. start, can we talk about... The, the logo for it, where it's Batman with a VR headset on. Yeah. I just think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm really Batman. So, um, it starts off, and you, uh, you're Bruce Wayne, and Albert comes up to you, and he sort of gives you, you know, some instructions, and then you get on to it, um... Exploring and, and you find yourself in the Batcave. I'm not going to give any spoilers here. But you do end up putting on the Batsuit pretty early on, which is uh, when I had a bit of fun. Put a little thing on Twitter, which I retweeted from the Gamerai oh, yeah. account. Uh, I don't know if you checked it out. Yeah, I saw it. But, um, yeah, you can pretty much dance around with that. If you don't take that time when you're Batman in the mirror to dance around and uh, rub Batman's nipples... Then you're just not doing the VR right. That's the way you do VR. And for a game to allow me to control Batman rubbing on his nips, that's already like, wow, you did it. Game of the Year material. We're here. But the actual game itself is sort of like CSI Batman. Like you, you get some tips, you follow some leads, uh, you investigate some crime scenes, you're at a at a morgue at one point when you get a little bit of uh, narrative goodness I thought it was actually pretty well done you know when it was all said and done they, they leave you with a couple mini games and stuff to do I wasn't really interested in doing any of that I'm going to look back at it one more time felt like I got the uh, Arkham VR experience if I were to grade that I would say probably a B plus you know really cool if you're fans of comics superheroes in general you're gonna love it, you know. Basically, there, there's nothing bad about it. I, I just thought it was a little, a uh, little light, but uh, an appropriate amount, as we've said before, for a virtual reality. True. So, Gameplay-wise, you're kind of um, teleporting around, scanning a lot of things. You also have button. Your face buttons just turn you 180 degrees to look around. Um, get, I mean, most of the game is observation, but. You know, it, it's cool to be in that world, to see those characters up close, and to do all the stuff that you do. So I thought that was fun. I, I wish it was a little more... Um, is that a standing demo, too, or is it a, a sit-down, or a, a standing game? Uh, they actually 
suggest you stand, but I was like, no, I'm going to sit. No, thanks. Okay. And so... <laughs> it's fine sitting. I, I thought it was awesome sitting. Okay. You know, it, it never bothered me that I was sitting down at any point in time. Uh, but they do suggest standing for whatever reason. So Maybe just um, for the immersion factor. Sometimes. Yeah. I thought it was super cool, though. I, I definitely, um, you know, didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. So I was pleasantly surprised with Batman Arkham VR. And, uh, and that is that. So there you go. Cool. That's our brief synopsis of uh, most of the PlayStation VR demo disc and Batman Arkham VR. Let us know what you think about what you've been playing on PlayStation VR. You can tell us at GamerI on Twitter or at GamerI at gmail.com via email. <gasps> if you want to listen to some more stuff that we do, you can check out the Games Gone Right podcast. That's on iTunes and Google Music podcast play whatever rss feed you use yeah and also at gamerai.com yes so check that out check yourself out in the mirror and while you're playing batman arkham vr do a little dance rub batman's nips no one else is gonna do it for you i can't think of better advice for our listeners all right until next time